welcome to the Good Good Experience Podcast. Where related minds talk about related topics. And we all just happen to be related. Buckle up, this is going to be a good one. We've got that good good experience podcast. And that's how we do it on the good because that's what we're gonna do we're gonna vibe welcome once again ladies and gentlemen to another exciting episode of we got the good good experience podcast and as always i am marcus moses and this thing does not leave does not take off does not start does not go don't don't do nothing without my cousin co-host kimberly how you doing marcus darling how are we today <laughs> and how's the good good family today Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're vibing like we are. And, of course, also, this doesn't thing doesn't work without my cousin co-host Byron Beano Brown. What's going on, man? What's up, Marcus? What's up, Kimmy? Let's get this party started. <laughs> Absolutely. You heard the music. That was Boys to Men with Vibing from their second studio album entitled Two. That was their fifth release called Vibing. And it sets the stage for today's episode. That's exactly what we're doing. We're playing the songs that we like. Like to vibe to and as a little bit of extra kick to it oh byron challenged us to do something a little different he said like hey guys let's let's do an episode where we vibe to music from the different genres so we've got five songs from five different genres that we all vibe to and we're just gonna have fun with it ladies and gentlemen so before we get it started as always we gotta do our good good segment so Without further ado, Byron, what's up first? All right, Marcus, I'll tell you what's good, good in my world, and hopefully everyone's world, and that's the Rewind Radio Network. That's my radio affiliate, and it is now featured on iHeartRadio. That's right. So worldwide, everywhere, you can catch the Rewind Radio Network, which is your home for classic hip-hop, R&B, and Gen X radio. My show, the B-Note Sound Lounge, can be heard every Wednesday night on the Rewind Radio Network at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can access the Rewind either through the iHeart app or through the Rewind app, which is downloadable on all Android and iOS affiliates, Apple affiliates. Or you can go to rewindradio.com. That's rewind with two E's, radio.com, to access the live link as well as to check out what we got going on. So that's what's good, good in my world. What's good, good with you, Kimmy? I'll tell you what's good, good. Guess who's back? The Upshaws on Netflix, season two. If you watch season one, you know there was a big cliffhanger at the end of that one. So be sure to watch season two of The Upshaws now on Netflix. Also, today of all days is International Reggae Day. So yes, yes, Marcus. So let's celebrate all the greats in (laughs) reggae. For instance, Bob Marley, Buju Banton, Shaggy Shaba, Sister Nancy, Don Penn, and so, so many others. I can't name them all because we'd be here all day. So again, let's celebrate International Reggae Day. And what's good in your world, Marcus? What's good in mind is, is is that this is a family oriented show, and I can't say what I want to say. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, what's good, good on my end? Hey, there's talk out there, ladies and gentlemen, that there'll be a versus between none other than Chris Brown and Usher. Now, Usher just published another Tiny Disc Library video yesterday, and it is banging. You can check that out on YouTube. 
And there's a lot of talk about this one, ladies and gentlemen, who wins this one. You know, a lot of people saying that, you know, Usher's got the solid catalog. I know they're saying that Chris Brown, he's definitely got a catalog. So it would definitely probably be one of the biggest verses ever to, to appear. So the, the negotiations are still ongoing. Both artists are, are definitely down for the cause. And so we'll just be keeping an ear to the floor and see what happens with that. And speaking of verses, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming off the heels of probably, I, I'm not afraid to say it, probably one of the worst verses we've ever witnessed. Go ahead and say it. Uh, say absolutely it. worse. It hot was a dumpster mess. fire of hot crap. Uh, <laughs> hot now, if you've been on the rock, we're, 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 we're talking about the verses with Omarion versus Mario. There was a lot of backlash. A lot of the Twitter family, you know, went crazy about how bad Omarion sounded. You know, they had an excuse for everything. But, I mean, to say the least, it was not the best work done by either. So, But shout out to say, Mario. He did sound. Yeah, Mario handled this thing. I think they should have. He sounded better. He sounded good. They should have just yeah. kept it simple. Not all of the hijinks. Anything with Ray J. I mean, Ray J didn't need to be a part of he, it. He didn't even need to. Yeah. yeah so they just should have just kept it simple and had the, just the two come out and do their thing. And it's a mess. Yes. Hot mess. It was a definitely a mess, but hopefully we can probably bounce back. I think definitely Usher versus Chris Brown would definitely be a, a huge bounce back from that one, ladies and gentlemen. So keep your fingers crossed and hopefully they can make that happen. All right. All so right. ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get right into it again. We are vibing. This is our vibing episode, the songs that we like to vibe to. And like I said, Byron made it a little bit more challenging for us. He said we're going to vibe to five different songs from five different genres. And I don't think there's nothing to it but to do it. What do you think, guys? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So nothing to it but to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is our vibing episode. Where are we starting first, Kim? Well, since it is International Reggae Day, let's start with... <laughs> But you would consider reggae fusion, because that's what it said. We'll start with Maxi Priest, Close to You. I feel love every time your body's next to mine. Something deep inside of me wants to love you endlessly. When you turn. Girl, you don't know how it makes me feel I just can't believe it's real Yes, yes, yes. That was Close to You by Canadian-born reggae soul artist Maxi Priest. This reached number one on the Hot 100, number two on the R&B and hip-hop charts, number 12 on the dance charts. Close to You used a beat popularized by the group Soul to Soul, appeared on many songs of that era. The beat is a derivative of the 1987 Eric B. and Rakim track, Painful, which sampled the bass line from Don't With Me Further by Dennis Edwards and Sierra Garrett. And it's just one of those songs that you just groove to. It's just awesome. Maxi Priest also had a follow-up hit with Your Body Can't Lie to Me. I don't think it was quite as successful as this one. But this is definitely a song that you want to have in your playlist to groove to. What do you guys think? A definite banger. You wouldn't think it would be considered reggae fusion, but you do kind of hear it in there. Yeah, I think the only reason why it falls under reggae is because Maxi Priest was a reggae artist, but uh-huh. but this is to me was more of like a R and B R and B jam. But I love this song. It takes me back to living out in San Diego back in the like the nineteen ninety. 91 time frame. That was the vibe and sound going on at, at that time frame. So yeah, I love that song. How long did you live in San Diego? Yeah, just just a year. Okay. Just a year. A year and a month or so, I say. Just over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what, where Maxi Priest is now. If anybody knows, let us know because we could definitely use a refresher or something or another from those guys. Matter of fact, it's crazy you're talking about reggae, reggae fusion. I did not know Snow. You guys remember Snow, don't you? Oh, yeah. From Canada. Yeah. 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 White, I had no idea. Tall artist. He's white guy. Exactly. You know, I, but I had no idea he had gotten kicked out of the United States. 
in Japan. You know, uh, early on, know early on. That's why yeah. we have. That's why we haven't heard anything from him since that first release because he got into some type of trouble. I can't remember exactly what he did, but yeah, he he's banned. He couldn't enter the United States, and so voila, no more music from him here in the states. Wow. But he's been going strong, of course, in Canada and everywhere else. But we just never heard back from him here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, flow. Oh, he really, he really did. He really did. That's what disappointing. You know, I always wonder why we hadn't heard anything else from him. But hey, needless to say, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But in the meantime, what's next, Kim? Now, I have a question. Originally, sure, you had Buju Banton on your list. You know what? what I wasn't was, even going to say nothing about that. What was the name of the song, Marcus? The name of the song was Want to Be Loved. And what made you replace that with Maxi Priest? Well, the same reason why I wanted to save that one for the reggae episode that we're going to do at some point. So I, see, I thought I Max I had known today was National Reggae Day because we might have made some changes, but that's all good. I didn't find out till today anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely, once we do that reggae episode, you know, don't worry. I, I've got something for everybody. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play it. How about that? All right. Play it, Kim. What up? I want to play it, Kim. The Mistress of Sound. Someone who is always near to own me. Show me you care up front and bold me. Don't shun my feelings. All the positive meanings of me morning, noon, all seasons. I want to be loved. Thank you, Kim. Sorry for flipping you off earlier. Uh, <laughs> but on the record, doing it. okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. For the record, the Max Priest flows better for this episode. Thank you. It's still a vibe. It's still a vibe. I still like it. All right, well, out of all those songs by Bougie Bantan, what's so special about that one? That I'm curious to hear. Because it's a vibing episode. Because it's a vibing. I mean, it just the vibe, the whole vibe to this particular song just did something to me. I mean, I can't really explain why I like it. I mean, I didn't have no. I had to explain why I like it. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm, he has a he has a he has a huge catalog, and he does. Is, he this, does. This like one of those super obscure records, I think. Right. But it that's, is. But that's what Shiloh, we do. That's what we do. That's what we yeah. do. Yeah. Shiloh is probably one of the greatest reggae albums ever. I mean, for like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a very rare from like every single song just puts you in a, in a whole different place, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I love Till Shiloh by Boo Devonta. Definitely must have. Must have. All right. You heard it here, everybody. And mm-hmm. let's remember for July 1st of next year, that will be our reggae episode, All Reggae All Day. All right. International Reggae Day. Absolutely. But so for what's International next Reggae Day, yes. we had we had to at least set, set that off. Thank you, thank you. All right, appreciate it. Now what's so, next, Kim? So up next, I have Don Penn, one of the classics. No, no, yes, no, indeed. Don't love me. No, no, no. Recording artist Dawn Penn released as the first single from her first studio album, No, 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 in 1994. The song's lyrics are credited 
to Penn, Bo Diddley, and Willie Cobbs. And production was handled by Steely and Cleve. Penn had originally recorded a version of Cobb's 1960 song, You Don't Love Me in 1967, incorporating elements of its music and lyrics. And it's claimed that Cobb's song was in turn based on Bo Diddley's 1965 song, She's Fine, She's Mine. Thus, both are credited as songwriters on Penn's recording. So Penn's 1994 version of the song became a commercial success worldwide in the United States and the United Kingdom. Yeah, that was a huge banger for reggae that summer of 94. You go to a reggae club, they got to play this. Got to. <laughs> Good video treatment, too. This is, this is by far my, uh, my favorite reggae song ever. Um, hands down. I mean, it's probably top 10, one of the greatest of all time, as far as reggae music is concerned. She really did a thing. I don't think she did a whole lot afterwards, but I remember the video. I remember being in the, in the, in the Navy, hearing this on the radio station, hearing the little mixes and stuff, not knowing who sang it, not having the access to like Google and stuff like that, trying to figure out who sang this song. But I finally found it. It's just been one of those ones that stayed stuck in my head for the years to come. Oh, very good. So next up, it's time to switch up the genres. And what should we go to next? How about some Shantae Moore this time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just had to include one of my favorite, favorite, favorite vocal house songs. And actually, this is a remix treatment that Shantae Moore received for this time, which was the second single released from her sophomore release, her sophomore album, A Love Supreme. This was the single released behind Old School Lovin'. And when it was issued as a single, it was like a B-side or a double. Well, I'll just say it was a main single, but... Old School Eleven was also included on that, as well as remixes for that song. But anyway, we're talking about This Time by Shantae Moore, The Bomb Mix. And this song was remixed by the one and only Godfather of House, Frankie Knuckles. He put a stamp all over this and took the listener on a musical journey unlike any other. I'm telling you, there's so many movements in this song. You have to listen to this full 11-minute long mix of this song. That this was a snippet of. I know, it's a long time. Long <laughs> time. But trust me, you, you will, you, it will take you away. And before you know it, the song is done. You're not going to realize it's been 11 minutes. But anyway, what you all think? Is this your first time hearing this version or the song itself? I think I've heard the song, but um, not this version. Okay. Yes, same here. But one of the things about it, you know, Shantae Moore has one of the most relaxing voices in all of r and I think she was, she's very underestimated. She, she had some pretty uh, nice bangers uh, during her run. when she first night. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 she really did. She had her own and little so, lane, you know, right? Mm-hmm. She, she really did, she really did. And so, you know, this is a very nice, nice track right here to kind of add, you know, for as far, far as like her contribution to the house music genre. It seems like every artist, R&B artist, has some type of house remix to one of their songs. Yeah, in the I, 90s, I, that was huge. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so this I, one, I I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mark. So I was going to say, so, so this one was so unexpected because, you know, Love Supreme was out and it was doing its thing. You know, mm-hmm. we thought she was going to be traveling along the same veins that she normally stays in. That summer breeze, quiet storm type mm-hmm. of 
a genre that she stays in. But when she flipped it with this, this became like, I think one of her biggest, or definitely her biggest dance hit. I mean, it did very well on the charts. Let me ask you a question, Barbara. Is there a remix, a dance remix to Now That Love's Taken Over that you I know haven't of? Heard, I haven't heard one for that one. No, I haven't heard one for her first, you mean her very first single? Yeah, yeah. Love's Taken Over? No, I haven't heard anything for that one, but I've heard remixes for other songs that she's done. I think this album marked the start of her dipping into having her stuff remixed like that okay. for the dance floor because she had free sale on as well which was um, a mashup of uh, denise williams song as well as lionel and richie you know the commodore sail on that one would got some heavy uh, rotation on the dance floor as well all right all right so what's next kim so time for another transition to some soul neo soul r&b type music and let's start with one of the great blue-eyed soul miss lisa stanfield yes Yeah, you can't deny that was a, also a banger back in 1989. Uh, that was Lisa Stansfield, You Can't Deny It, by English singer Lisa Stansfield from her solo debut solo album, Affection, released in 1989. The song was written by Stansfield, Ian Devaney, and Andy Morris, produced by Devaney and Morris, remixed by Gail Scott King and Yvonne Turner, was released by Arista Records. And received positive reviews, music critics, and was uh, com- commercially successful. Didn't charter anything, but Lisa Stansfield actually had like a string of hits. This was one of them. The other one was Been Around the World. I think that was her biggest hit. And Byron looking at me crazy. Am I saying something? It charted. Oh, yeah. This was a, this it, 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 did very well on the charts. <laughs> I just, every, I just, every, I just, I, when, it was number 14 on the but, U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Okay. It was number 14 on, on Billboard's Hot 100. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It did. I mean, it, it did. Not only that, it was number 26 on the adult contemporaries, number two on a dance club charts, number one on the high okay. R&B chart. So it did. It did very well. But I was what was okay, surprising. That's, that's what, 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 I'm sorry. I'll add this also. What was surprising about this one was that it wasn't released in the UK. And, you know, she's from the UK and they didn't release this as a single there. They released it here in North America instead, which is kind of hmm. interesting. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's why that's why Byron Bino Bond is an important asset to this podcast because I don't know how I missed that. I was looking up the song and I usually go to like my wiki and it has all the charts and stuff like that. But for, for whatever reason, it didn't have the chart listing off of the particular song. So you're saying it charted at number 14, correct? Yes, that is correct. And it went to number one on the R&B. All right. So, wonderful. Yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it, so it I went on the correct, dance charts. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But needless to say, I mean, above all everything, this was like one of her string of hits. Uh, this one, Been Around the World. There was there was one more. Uh, uh, what was the other one? One woman. No, well, no, no. So from this album, all women. Talking- all women. That's it. There we go. All oh, women, that's yeah, from the second yeah. album. Yeah, that's from the second one. But she had Live Together, which probably wasn't a huge commercial hit here, but I knew it from the clubs. It was a nice little vibe to it. Live Together from this first album. This whole album was great. What Can I Do For You? This Is The Right Time. Actually, This Is The Right Time was the third single behind. You can't deny it here in the United States that was released. All woman, like Kimberly said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change. You remember change? Yeah, I remember change. Yeah, I remember change. Yeah. change. change. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that one. Definitely a banger. Must have me in your playlist. And big shout out to Lisa Stansfield. What's next, Kim? Well, we're going into one of my favorites in R&B kind of jazz feel. And we're going to start with my girl, Layla Hathaway, who can do no damn wrong. (laughs) And this is one of my favorites, too. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to play the old version of one of my songs. I'm coming back from one of her first actual album in 1990. This is Layla Hathaway. I'm coming back. Yeah. I want to be there for you through the thick and thin, 
Hi, yo. Honey, I, I got a question. Yeah. Why don't I have that in my playlist? Honey, you will, but I ain't finished. I ain't finished. <laughs> Number one, wow. I. Oh, let me let, 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 let me get started. I'm coming back was a 1990 major label debut single by Layla Hathaway, child of the great Donny Hathaway, after signing with Virgin Records. This ballad, written and produced by Gary Taylor, was originally recorded by Vesta Freaking Williams for her debut album in 1986. However, she has a version that she released in 2011 for her Where All Begins album with the great great Rochelle Farrell. Mm-hmm, Want to mm-hmm. hear it? Hear yes. this version. If you like that version, listen to this. Oh, wanna be there, wanna be there for you. the rest of that because Rochelle Farrell would tear the roof out of your mouth right there. Mm-hmm. But honey, I see you crying over there, Marcus. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, honey. Ooh. Ooh. How whoa, you perfect whoa, whoa, whoa. your own junk? How you perfect your own song? <laughs> By bringing Rochelle Farrell into the mix. That's how you do it. Mm-mm-mm. That's exactly how you do it. Oh my God. I wish I could hear what it sounded like in my headphones. Oh my God. I mean, it's just like the it oh felt it in your spine. It felt yes, it. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 <laughs> I did. I mean, and that was my first time hearing it. I mean, it was just amazing. I know. I mean, just the vocals, the vocals on both of them and the, 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 the doo doo You know, I mean, Woo-hoo. I mean, the, the <laughs> and she slowed know, it I mean, down just a little bit. She just slowed it down just yeah. a timber, but it just, and plus that doo 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 just, yep. just. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was a banger. And, and Kim, I'm, I got I to gotta apologize to you real quick because when you were setting this up, I'm like, okay, the first one that you played was very solid. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I thought like, okay, it can't get no better. There's no way it could get no better. Ain't no way it could get no better, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, no. Then once I heard, no, man. I mean, and oh that's why I like, like How do you perfect your own jump? And she did it. She sure did it on that one. That was awesome. Oh, man. But the thing is, I was a fan back in the 1990s. I had just got out. Well, I was about to graduate from high school, and I just fell in love with some Layla Hathaway. Mm -hmm. And I already knew this song. But then when I heard the Rochelle Farrell and her mix-up, oh, my God. It was just, it just, 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 let's. Makes your hair stand up on your on your body. It does, oh right? Chills. It, it, I'm pretty sure you heard this on WBLS. There's no way during the quiet storm, didn't you? Uh, no, did I? No. This is one of those that you had to be like in the mood for some Layla Hathaway. You just looking around and say, "Ooh, well, R- Rochelle, for real, let me hear this." Oh my god! Yeah, this is one of those. This is definitely an obscure album track, mm-hmm. but that album that if you haven't heard, that's her sixth studio album. If you haven't heard it, definitely take a listen to where it all begins. It's got a lot of jams on it. But yeah, I had only heard it a couple of times on the Quiet Storm here in, in the D.C. area. But I, I featured on my show, the B-Note Sound Lounge, plugging that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but I love, I love, love, love both artists. And that's a no-brainer for an instant classic for them to collaborate and bring something special, even more special to this already special Beautiful song. Best is, best is song. Best is version I love. And Layla took it. Another. Actually, I need to listen. I probably heard Vesta's version because Vesta, God bless the dead, mm. was a, she could blow your, your 
skull right off your head also. So yeah. that's another one. But what was I about to say? I believe what was how I ran into this song is on our page, the Good Good Music Experience on mm-hmm. Facebook. Plug I it, usually plug it, plug it, plug it, in, plug it in. I, I usually celebrate everyone's birthdays, especially our favorite artists, and yep. I'm looking for all their music. And I think that's how, even before Good Good, I would do that on my own page. And I think that's how I ran into this song. Well, I'm glad you ran into it, Kim. I really am. Thank you. You know. Add it to your playlist. <laughs> Already done. Already done. <laughs> What's next, Kim? All right. We have one up. Adriana Evans. Scene is believing. You know, every time I hear this song, it takes me back to the days on BET when Planet Groove, what, what, you remember the show Planet Groove with Rachel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, and, I just miss videos. Go ahead. Yeah, but she would, this was at the start of the neo-soul movement. Mm-hmm. And she would bring people like Adriana Evans, Erica Badu, all of these, Michelle and Diggerichello, all of these people in, and they would Ooh, perform yeah. in, you know, in between the videos and stuff like that. So I, I always vibe out every time I hear this song. It takes me back. It was released in 1997 from Adriana Evans' self-titled debut studio album. And it was the lead single from that album. And it charted at number 50 on the R&B charts. And she had another single, Love Is All Around, that also peaked at number 65. But just because they stopped at those numbers is not a testament to the, the quality of the album and quality of the music. You have got to hear her first album which sets the stage for everything else that was to come. She's one of my favorite neo-souls. She has a very, I call it a sunny sound with the flutes and the horns. And it's a bright, sunny sound for neo-soul. Most neo-souls kind of like dark and sultry-like. She's kind of bright and uh, right, out yeah. in, yeah, in the open. What do you all think of that? I, absolutely I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. I'm trying to find it on, on my on my, my Napster now. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Not the Napster. <laughs> I know. Every time you says Napster, I'm like, is it 30 years ago? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about to get rid of it because it's, it's kind of, it's, but anyway, this this was a, oh man, we are definitely vibing right now. That was a banger. Yes, we are. That you yes, just, we are. We are definitely vibing. And that song right there definitely just tickled my insides. It's made me feel just all giddy and happy. You saw my facial expressions. That was a nice pick, Byron, just to say the least, man. I, I really, really like that one. Thank you. Thank you. One of my favorites. Yeah. What's right. next, Kim? Well, what is next? One of my favorites, but I believe this was Marcus's pick, and it is Kindred, the family So One of mine, too. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby, you can have it all night just the way you like it, because you know I like it. They're always a vibe. They are always a vibe. 
I'm so happy they have been oh. consistent all of these years. They've mm-hmm. kept it simple and good music. Yeah, great, great music indeed. This is from their album, the 2021 album, Auntie and Ankh. <laughs> I guess it's just a, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool title, man. That's cute. <laughs> I, think, uh, I like it. I like I'm it. Trying to say we're not we're not I, old, we're not super young, but we're not old yet. You know, exactly. they're in the middle. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely a banger released again last year in 2021. And again, I, I, like I said, you know, it's a testament to the type of music that they've put out consistently over the years, especially from their first album, you know, the first single, Far Away, that came out thinking back in the 90s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm trying to uh, think about 2002, um, I think, right? 2002, 2003. It might have been the early two, 2000s. Yeah. It, and it my, may have been, but but yeah. No, one of my favorites of theirs is I, I believe it's called "My Heart Belongs." And one of my favorites is "Stars." That's it. That's the song. That's the song. Yeah. Stars. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they they are definitely a solid institute as far as like neo souls is concerned. They have really done their thing, really been consistent over the years. I'm not sure if many people appreciate the music like we would, you know, but they definitely bring their own style, their own flavor. And you don't see too many husband and wife group nowadays, but for them to be as consistent as they have doing what they do, oh man, it's, it's just a testament to their to their genius. It really is. So what's next, Ken? But, oh, I wanted to say Wait, something about this go song before go we go. Ahead, go ahead. So one thing I love about this particular song is the live sound that it has. Then it doesn't sound like they're on the stage singing, like you're in a live concert. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really does. It really uh-huh. does. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and it factors into actually the, the go-go sound here in the DC area. It kind of has like a mm. soft hinge because they, they've done a lot of go-go stuff. Like they used to do some stuff with Chuck Brown and, you know, they have a very eclectic catalog of music. But yeah, this just takes me to that place in a, in a live dance hall, listening to a band play like they're up on the stage. It's vibing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What's next, Kim? So we are transitioning into another genre. So let's go into some pop with the king of pop. Who is that? Mike. Mike. Michael, Michael Jackson. With Rock With You, one of my favorite songs. Man. Rock with you, Michael Jackson. You know what? That's my favorite song by Michael Jackson. Rock with you. This song was written by Rod Temperton and produced by Quincy Jones. It was first offered to Karen Carpenter while she was working on her first solo album, but she turned it down. Could you imagine Karen Carpenter singing? No, I cannot. Not even a little bit. (laughs) Well, this song was released in November of 1979, and it just soared. It's from, to me, his best solo album, which is Off the Wall. Can nobody say anything bad about Off the Wall? No, no, you're right. Off the Wall was one of his best albums, but it's better than Thriller. Yeah, I, I, actually, Thriller was his overall crossover. <laughs> but I, yeah, eclectically, I mean, sonically, yeah, I think it was. His, I think it's better than Thriller. Thriller was a huge selling album, but however, Off the Wall to me, that album has some jams. I like them both, but to me, Off the Wall, mm, that just does it for me. This song, Rock With You, I see your face, Mark. I know. <laughs> Hit number one in the Hot 100. It was number 21 on our adult contemporary chart. It went to number one on a Hot Soul single chart. And of course, we know it was a huge hit worldwide. So what you could think? What you think? What you think? What you think? He made Thriller. <laughs> yeah, Thriller. Yeah, it was the second <laughs> album. Yeah, he should have. He did step it up. But like I'm well, saying. You know you know what? Hold on, hold on. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to beat you in the head, Barn. Because I, I, when I think about it, you, you had this one. Was Lady of My Life? Lady of My Life on that album? Uh huh. Uh huh. And that baby, baby was was fabulous. We did. What, what was the name of that song? I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help right? it. Oh, good one. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you, working day and night. Get on the floor. Oh, yeah. Off the wall. She's out of my life. Uh-huh. Burn this disco oh. out. Yeah, it's a it's got a lot of lot of you good, you good. might be onto something. I, I, you might be onto something, Byron. You might be onto something. I think what Byron is attesting to is that that was his best R and B album, but he transitioned mm-hmm. with thriller. And that was his okay. best pop album. So we we can gotcha. say that. We can and say I that. Will, yes, and yeah. I will say this. Thriller is the album for anyone who wants to be a pop star. They need to study that <laughs> album. Because you know what? You know who got it right? Rihanna. When the good girl mm. go good girl gone bad, that was her thriller. That was really? her really. I think so. Yeah. That was like that was her that was when she went. But if you listen to it, she it's like as if they studied michael jackson's album because they had all the elements aligned they had the rock they had the r&b they had the, like dance tunes all of that and you know michael jackson had an appearance on there with don't stop the music uh-huh. so, hey, yeah. so beyonce didn't get it right beyonce didn't get it right <laughs> uh, okay so I'm, one more time not, one more time for the hearing impaired beyonce didn't get it right <laughs> i will say this okay mm. so i'm not i'm not gonna take anything away from beyonce's talent or anything that she brings to the table. She's super talented. However, in my opinion, Beehive, in my opinion, Beyonce didn't start being the artist that I felt that she needed to be until the last two albums. I thought that she played it too safe every time. That first album I was all in, and then everything else is like she took the easy way out and just did like a low hanging fruit type of music that anyone could have done. And it mm-hmm. wasn't really it didn't really bring anything extra. I mean, she was just screaming on the mic, that type of thing. Didn't really feed me like I wanted her to feed me like that first album, Crazy, uh, Crazy in Love, Dangerous in Love. I think whatever the name, I think it was called Dangerous in Love. Yeah, Dangerous. I love that album. I was all the way in. And then when it when B-Day came, I was like, um, yeah, she has some big hits, but I think what kind of turned me off i heard an interview with her and she said oh yeah took us two weeks to record this album just start writing around beats and i'm like but you should be crafting songs from the floor up be like janet and jimmy jam you know get with the producers you have this talent you don't need to do box beats that someone has already made create something new new and sonic and i think the last two albums that she's released she's tapped into that and she's finally becoming that artist that I can get excited over. I'm enjoying the latest single, Break My Soul by Beyonce. If you haven't heard it, check it out. I'm cautiously standing by to see what comes next. But yeah. To ask you a question, Marcus, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That was an all the way around the world way of saying no. <laughs> but one and, more question. And... I don't want to stay on Beyonce. I really don't. Right. But right. one last question. They keep saying that she's bringing back house. Do you consider Break My Soul house music? It's a house song. However, I will say this again. (laughs) If you're going to do house, you need to do house. And with the type of talent that she has, she should have tore it up. And I felt like the song just sounded a little basic. And I love the lyric content. The lyrical content is great, but she didn't take me anywhere with it. And so me being a house connoisseur, house DJ, if you're going to step in that arena, there's there's a legion of people who are doing it and can out sing Beyonce house style. So I, uh, that's why I'm saying I'm constantly standing by. I, I like the song, but I don't love it. And But I, I appreciate that it is a house song, not a, uh, a EDM song. Not a quote unquote dance song. It's actually a house song. It samples Robin S's uh, Show, Show Me Love. Show Me Love. Which is a genius way of how they did that. But I want more. I'm standing by. I'm optimistic that she will take us a place with this Renaissance album. But mm, we'll see. So, ladies and gentlemen, the following comments belong to Byron B. Note Brown and Byron B. Note Brown alone. Only- does not any, any, yes. <laughs> and it does not any way, shape, form, or fashion reflect the views of the week. Oh, gosh. Podcast. Whatever. <laughs> This is, this is my opinion and, and you know and i don't care it's like people need to be open-minded to the fact that who they feel is their favorite artist can be substandard to others so you know it's what it is all right but i know i'm not calling her substandard by all, no means like i said i'm not taking away from beyonce's i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop kim please 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 we, 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 we'll never we'll never be able to do another kim's fault. it's kim's fault it's kim's fault no, no it's actually mine it's mine it's actually mine I take responsibility for that. Because I, I said that Beyonce didn't get it right. I, I said that. I did say that. So you said it three fault. times. 
<laughs> anyway, what's what's next? Cause come on here, come on here, come on. <laughs> okay, let me get it together. All right, next up, transitioning again to some soft rock, but they used to play on the radio back in the day. Ooh. And this is Ambrosia, All biggest right. part of me. Got a feeling that forever. My, 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 my. That's a classic. That's a classic. Yes, indeed. This song has a lot of sentimental value for me because it was released in 1980 and a lot of things happened that summer of 1980. But that being said, during that summer, this song was on heavy play, rotation. And it just factored into the whole life experience for me. So biggest part of me by the American band Ambrosia can be found on the album 180. It was released in 1980. This single was a number one hit for them. It's a crowd favorite whenever they perform it. And it was written by band member David Peck. So it will always have a special part in my my heart. I love that song. What about you guys? Who thought that this was a Black group? I, I know Take Six, we made this. Take yes, Six they did, did cover it. They yep. did. They did. Take Six covered it. Yep. Bob has uh, loved yeah. this song. This song has a lot of soul to it. And again, it's one of those classics that you'll hear. Nowadays, you'll hear it in like the doctor's office, but still. still (laughs) Or the elevator. (laughs) Exactly. But it's still a good song. (laughs) You you know, Kim introduced the song. When Kim introduced the song, the soft rock used to to play on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to the song like, no, they don't play this type of music anymore. Well, this is Um, soft rock, yacht rock. It falls under those two categories. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't really hear it anymore. I mean, just the oldie goldies. I mean, but other than mm-hmm. that, as far as like new, new soft rock, I don't, I can't think of anybody. You know, per se. Tune into Sirius XM uh, Yacht Rock Three Eleven. Hey, that's where you're here at. Gotcha. All right, all right, all right. Not, the, not that we're plugging. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, great pick. Uh, what's next, Kim? We're going to continue in the soft rock vein and we're going to go into some Steve Winwood while you see a chance. Yes, indeed. When some cold tomorrow finds you, when some sad old dream reminds you how the endless road unwinds you, while you see a chance, take it. Okay, you all can slap both of my hands because I didn't realize what I had done. <laughs> I had you chosen two songs. No, no, I chose two songs in the, from the same, pretty much vein, uh, same genre in a sense because they were out around the same time. So I'm like, oh, but you know, we it's, don't all, care. it's all good. <laughs> I love yeah. like this takes me back to uh, this song by Stephen Wood, written by him as well as Will Jennings. And it was released on his album, Arc of a Dive. And it peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And number six on the Billboard Top 100, which was a different type of chart that they had at the time. Every time I hear this song, I think of being on a mountaintop or somewhere where there's some snow and sun is out and people are just skiing or doing something exhilarating. This song takes me there. Like a York peppermint patty. Sonic 
York peppermint patty. Yes. Yes. There you go. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, well, wait. Don't. No, I'm gonna let you off the hook. Now, what you think was this the first time hearing that song, Marcus? It was. For real. It was. Nah, that's yeah, classic rock. That's well, classic. Well, but, but he, that's that. Like I said, I know who Steve Winwood is because Higher love. he had yeah that one. I think he had one with uh, Aretha Franklin. I can't remember the name of it. Did he have one with Aretha Franklin? I don't remember. No. I know Shaka Khan was on Higher Love with him. Are you thinking about that? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But anyway, uh, you know, hey, I think it was solid, man. I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you like what you like, I mean, this is a solid hit. Actually, did sure did well. I like it. Kill your face. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts, Kim? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? No, it's classic rock. I love all genres. So this is one of those, again, you will hear it in the doctor's office and in the elevator nowadays. And you'll be like, oh, I remember that. And you keep it moving. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right, y'all. You all didn't like the song. Okay. No, I, get I like it. it. I, get I like it. it. I like it. I like it. Ooh, Marcus put a thumb down. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> for I'm real. For real. I'm just joking, I'm just joking man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All what's right. next, Kim? All right. So, um, what's your what's your name? Byron. You were saying that you had picked two the two songs in the same genre, but I kind of did too. So we're gonna transition into the jazz genre. Mm. Yeah. So we're going into and gonna listen to Harvey Mason, If I Ever Lose This Heaven, featuring Chris Turner. Now, have you ever heard this song before sang by somebody else? No, I can't say that. I, I, I don't recognize it. Anyone else? Was it restructured by somebody or is it sung the same way? Well, actually, this is, was released by Quincy Jones back in 1974. Hmm. And Leon where Minnie Ripperton and Al Jarreau sang it back then. Hmm. Harvey Mason is among the most recorded and in-demand drummers and producers of all time now, and he released this in 2014 featuring singer Chris Turner. So this is just a beautiful song. And just so you know, if you don't know Harvey Mason, he's Grammy-nominated session drummer, and he's worked with everyone from Barbara Streisand, James Brown, Herbie Hancock, Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, Usher, Jennifer Hudson, and many, many more. And he was with Foreplay for years, too, I think, isn't mm -hmm. he? Like, he's a drummer for Foreplay. So. I believe so. It's a nice pick, Kim. The real jazz nice. real. Yeah, very nice pick. Very nice pick. I like that. Thank what you. else you got, Kim? Thank you. Thank you. Well, if we're going to stay in the jazz vein real quick, what uh, me and my daughter's favorites, she actually hit me up to these little youngsters. And this is Masego and FKJ and mm -hmm. Tadal. She got me like, why you so Yes, what you think? Mm -hmm. 
Masego can do no wrong. He's definitely holding it down. Holding it down as a new schooler jazz artist. He is holding it. Youngster. So so Masego and FKJ, also known as Micah Davis and Vincent Fenton. FKJ actually stands for French Kiwi Juice because he's actually from his mom is French and his dad is from New Zealand. And they actually meshed up together and made this song back in 2018 and made history when they recorded and released a one take video for the infectious Tedal video, which quickly went viral, accumulating over 130 million views on YouTube. I love this song. This is yeah, too. I, I do. I mean, I could just, I just wish y'all could hear it in my head. It's the second time, Kim, you, you've like stimulated my headphones to the point where like I just, just act out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just so wonderful. I mean, this was Masego, you say his name, right? M A S E G O. Yeah. It's a song called I'll Yams right now. Yams, Yams. Yeah. This is other one. Yams. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay That's yeah. him. Okay. That's cool. him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So I before you play this, mm-hmm. go ahead. I will. <laughs> No, I'm going to say real quick before we go into further, if, uh, if you're listening to us and you made it this far into the podcast, you know, tell us what you think of this vibe and episode by going over to our Facebook page. So we've got the Good Good Experience podcast and tell us what you think. Tell us what you think about any of our episodes. Okay. So we'd like to hear from you. So again, our Facebook page, we've got the Good Good Experience podcast on Facebook. Now, what's next, Kim? Well, we're rounded it on out, ended it with some hip hop and Let's go into Timbaland, one of my favorites. And this is Apologize. Got to give a shout out to my boy Johnny P, man. I would have never heard this song if it wasn't for him. And the only way I heard it was because, you remember Ring Back Tones? Yes. <laughs> no, my God. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to call his phone all the time just to listen to this song. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stop calling him just to listen to the song. I'm trying to figure out who sings it and just put it in, put it in my playlist. And uh, so anyway, that was actually originally recorded by One Republic. It's from the original version, was released on the debut album Dreaming Out Loud from 2007. It wasn't until Timberland remade the track and it was released as One Public as featured artists on Timberland's album, Shot Value, that it began to receive a lot of attention. Peaked at number two in the Hot 100s, 11 weeks at number three. And the song that speaks for itself is just a, a vibe banger, great lyrics. The only time you hear Timberland's is just like in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. <laughs> so yeah. technically it's considered pop, but since this is yeah. Timberland's thing, it's hip hop. <laughs> yeah, Timberland's universal. Yeah, yeah. What you guys think? Huh? I love it. That is one of those songs that you hear it and you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's too yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, I, this takes me back to just the album itself. That that uh, Shock Value album, that's a classic. I mean, I would put that on a on a shelf as far as yeah. a pop masterpiece because you had a lot of crossover, but yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Where we going now, Kim? All right. Next up, I believe we have some outcast and funky ride. Y'all listen to this. The smoke is in the air. My Feeling 
can I ask right this there. question? Can I ask this question before you go, go Marcus? So go right ahead. Who do you think was heavily influenced by the song that's like out right now? That's anybody you can think of right off the top of your brain? By this song right here? This song, the sound of the song, maybe they probably drew some influence from it. Okay, they a pop RB singer, which mm-hmm. what are they? Male female. It's a fusion of two artists that formed a group. Oh, uh, of Silk Sonic. Yes. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> Doesn't sound, this, this sound like something that they, they would do? Like a, because like, yes. you can hear um, Bootsy Collins. It's like a Bootsy Collins type of yeah. type person yeah. in the background. Yeah. 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 Good, 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 good observation, Byron. All right. That was Funky Ride by Outcast on their debut album, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, released in 1994. It's the only track that doesn't feature a single lyric from Big Boy or Andre 3000, believe it or not. It's actually done by the Dungeon family who produced a lot of the tracks and the actual lyrics and song is that that are by Sleepy Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group is comprised of Big oh, Room, yeah. Esperanza, Sleepy Brown, Ray Murray, and Rico Wade. And not only Sleepy Brown, but that bass guitar just does something to you, man. So, I mean, this is one of those songs that you like to participate in herbal extracurricular activities. <laughs> this is one of those songs. <laughs> Sleepy so Brown. Yeah. I miss Sleepy yeah. Brown. He should he should have came out with a lot more albums because he was a vibe. Like he a just moment. had a track, what was it last year or year before last with CeeLo? Okay. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the title of it, but it, it got a lot of airplay. Like, like I remember hearing on a Heart and Soul or RB channels. But he stays in his vein too, because this is his sound. This is like he's uh-huh. everything he makes is like super fly. Has that super fly <laughs> type of yeah, vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. But yeah. it's a vibe. Absolutely. It's a vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a, to the playlist of Cadillac Music is definitely a classic album. I think, if I'm not mistaken, was it a five mm-hmm. mic by the, from Vibe? Did it get five uh, mics? Source, the source. Source, source, yeah, source. Yeah. Did it get five mics? I don't remember. But definitely a classic album and a great song, great song to vibe to, you know. So, I mean, hey, love it, love it, love it. What's next, Kim? All right, I believe this is the last one. I actually picked something else to be the last song, but I said this is such a vibe. And I thought the song that I picked might have taken us out of this smooth, mellow vibe that we're in. So I decided to- The song by Prince? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I was looking at Prince. Uh, believe me, I was going to change it to a Prince song. You know what? Don't you play. are so right. I'm surprised you didn't have Prince on your list. Kimberly. I know. I know. Kimmy, I know. Kimmy. But that's all right. We're going to have a Prince episode. It's going to be all Prince every day, all day. Anyway, <laughs> but I changed it to another classic hip-hop song that I believe goes along with the vibe. And that is Benito Applebaum. By Question the authority. You gotta put me on. Classic, classic, classic. So I shouldn't have to tell you this is from Tribe Called Quest from People's Instinctive Travels Through the Paths of Rhythm, one of their best albums. And what can I say? These guys are the pinnacle of a totally different vibe in hip hop that I still love to this day. What say you? Mm. You know, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, Point blank, period. You cannot go wrong with the Tribe Called Quest. I mean, they just, they really stand out by themselves. I don't think there's not very many hip hop groups that were able to have a style like they did, you know, kind of incorporate the jazz. 
I, I don't want to say that because they were all part of like De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, Native Tongue, vein, Native Tongue. However, yeah, but they were able to take it to another level. Right, and that's why I say what I say. I mean, yeah, that's why I say what I say. You know, they kind of like stuck out a little bit more than those other groups. Not, not taking nothing from De La Soul, because I love De La Soul as well. It just seemed like Tribe Called Quest just kind of like ascended themselves above that particular group of guys. To mm-hmm. me, they did. Yeah, this was a creative and different type of flow too that that's wasn't really heard yeah. in hip hop at that time. And one of the things that we did feature in like a goody goody bag episode where we salute the samples is they would go into the crates and get these jazz samples from out of nowhere from like almost a hundred years ago. You'd be like, damn. Yeah. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that being said, that's going to conclude this episode of We Got the Good Good Experience podcast, our vibing episode. I hope you guys enjoyed vibing with us as much as we do enjoy vibing with each other. Hey guys, what you think? Great episode. Excellent episode. I can't believe it's done already. It went by so fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, guys. But remember this good music. Remember this good music that we may have introduced you to. Goodness. By all means, and go and purchase this music. Support the artists. By all means, research these artists and just get to know them a lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care of yourselves. This has been We Got the Good Good Podcast. Until next time, guys. Stay good, good to each other. All right, we out.